0: the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people, of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government.
3: The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the gripping imprint of a It's the heart that says, I will not
2: acquiesce.
3: Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes.
0: Perception is the key, and the heart is the solution.
2: Heart perception will change everything.
0: I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. That was David Icke. Heart perception will change everything. The heart is key. The heart is important. Thank you for joining us this evening. Thefringe.fm is the network website. Our website www.thesecretteachings.info where you can find our full show archive and all the montages including our montage from Monday night's show about Dark Winter, The World in Chains. The interview with Karen Dolman. Is also in the interview uh, section of the archive on the website from last night's broadcast, contacting the Divining. We talked a little bit about the history of divination and the Ouija board, and also Karen's presentation at Fringe Fest 2020, this Halloween, right here on and from the Fringe FM. Another speaker who will be speaking is Harold Kautz, who you've maybe heard on this show before if you haven't. We have Harold with us tonight on the broadcast to talk about a number of things relating to possibly the heart, black goo, technology, and other relatable extensions of those subjects. Before we get to Harold, though, I'd like to give out the email for contact. It's rdgable at yahoo.com, and you can email us for any reason, whether you like the show, you hate the show, or you have something to share with us. If you have music you'd like us to play... If you'd like to make promos for the show, to hear your voice on the show, we've got a lot of listeners that have done that over the years, rdgable at yahoo.com. And, of course, on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Harold Kautz is our guest this evening. He's been on the show a couple of times. Harold, welcome back to The Secret Teachings, my friend. How are you all the way from Germany? How is it over there?
5: Oh, it's a, it's a beautiful autumn day today. And we didn't have many of those, but this one was good.
0: I take it you're enjoying and it then. Can...
5: Yes, yes, definitely. Topping firewood and things.
0: That sounds really nice. I've been trying to take a lot of walks outside and disconnect from both technology and news. It's helped. When I think about technology, Harold, I think about you a lot because I've read some stuff recently that reminded me of conversations that we've had in the past. One thing I wanted to ask you about before we go into um, any prepared material that you might have is this thing I read about the company Samsung and how they've developed this sixth generation technology. And they say that they're going to use it to create a virtual environment where we will, as individuals and objects, will exist in a digital virtual world. That's their wording, a virtual world. And that virtual world will be controlled by machines that will run this technology. And that's in an official white paper from the company Samsung. Have you heard about that? And is there much relationship between that and the work that you've done?
5: I haven't seen that paper from Samsung, but it's absolutely in line what I know about U.S. military research and DARPA projects. Um, in in the version I know, it's all about what they call a sentient world simulation. Basically, uh, one central computer grabbing all sorts of data about individual people. Um Thoughts read out, emotions read out, social media interactions, um, surveillance, data, everything. And every single human has um, some sort of avatar in this uh, computer simulation that actually has self-learning prediction programs embedded that always predict the next step of the human. And when it works... Uh, the program gets confirmation on its algorithms simulating the personalities. And if it doesn't work, it basically starts to work on the prediction programs to get better. And uh, in a way, this is for a while uh, basically planned to be just a spying tool. But when the avatar is kind of completely functioning, the plan is to reverse the signal and to override the consciousness um, with things the computer program or the AI behind it wants the people to do but they don't get it because they perceive these signals as their free will so it is in a way um, a plan to capture reality because when they capture our consciousness um, the material plane is just actually what the spiritual realm breaks down as the material plane. And when they conquer the consciousness, they also conquer um, the material representation of consciousness, which is what we perceive as reality. So this, in a way 100% matches what you say about Samsung. Just I didn't know that there was a civil uh, company working on that concept as well. I just know it is DARPA stuff.
0: Well, DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or even the RAND Corporation, I read a paper from them recently about brain-computer interfaces. And every time you read something from DARPA or MIT or Google or the RAND Corporation or any defense contractor, they always present it like it's something that's coming in the future. But everything that you just explained in relationship to the Samsung article is things that I think are already operational, and, and are they telling us that it's coming in order to make us feel comfortable with the idea so that we acquiesce and give into it when we see it visibly in front of us? Because it seems like these systems are already activated. They're already in use.
5: Um, the last Intel I got from the United States was 70% of the people playable. I would estimate Europe a bit less. And 70% but I know it's in operation here as well Um, and we have some whistleblowers from actually the core of this system people who know people within these networks that work on the computers that run the simulation Um, and I have um, actually people speaking out about stories where they intentionally altered the um, behavior of people into directions where they wanted to have them, and it worked.
0: So it's a direct... Also in,
5: in emotional in emotional matters.
0: So it's a, a direct form of mind control. So so let me, let me try to structure this next question in two or three parts for you. Um, so people have an idea of, of where you're getting information from. When you say intel that you're receiving, what exactly is that? Where is that coming from? And what exactly is your background on these subjects?
5: Now, that's a difficult question to answer because I cannot reveal too much before they get names and pull people out of of traffic.
1: Um,
5: Let's say in in Germany, uh, we do have a loose network of activists and people who work on the topic. Um, Part of them are lawyers or check if there are possibilities to make the legal system step step in between and block these technological advances. Um, And, of course, these lawyers collect evidence that can be used in court. And um, this is not online. This is not on paper. This is coming from from, uh, um, direct talks with these lawyers.
0: Okay, so, um, so then you're. you're
5: sh- share about their. Um, uh, the people they have uh, to speak out on cold.
0: Okay, so. And I'm, and I'm not. To clarify, I'm not trying to get you to reveal sources of information because I don't have any sources or connections and I don't work within any kind of industry. And I'm seeing the same thing just from reading industry documents and papers. So, what exactly is your background, though, for listeners? on the subject of these types of technologies, uh, on the subject of things that relate to mind control and overriding uh, organic consciousness. How did you come about this? I know you've described it on other shows, but for our audience, if you could just briefly explain your background for us, Harold.
5: Um, I have a broad education in natural science, physics, mathematics, geology, and geology covers a lot, it covers biology, chemistry, physics, so um, it's like like studies that are hardly there anymore in in this quality of being broad science Uh, so I'm the anti-specialist from from my uh, university education and I stumbled into environmental monitoring in 2012 in Norway um and just this is kind of all, how it all started try to to bring some sense into uh, the big question mark why the norwegian farmers started to lose their harvest plants stopped growing animals got sick so there was a big of um um panic big big panic and and uh, Um, not understanding about what was happening to the environment. So this is where I just got into the topic and uh, went all those steps from understanding the fallout from chemtrails, from, um, um, or let's say not from chemtrails, uh, understanding the fallout coming down with the rain. Let's put it this way. Um I don't even want to go into this uh, agenda of are there chemtrails or not. So we, we just were monitoring was what was coming down with the rain and was not natural. And from these chemical ingredients, crystals with special optical properties, um, of course I tried to find the source of it. And I found the source within papers about transhumanistic technologies. This is kind of the the very simple link. You do have things in rainwater and when you try to understand where they come from, you find the patents um, and the patent holders that basically are responsible for the existence of these substances and crystals. And everything is within the context of transhumanistic technologies. And transhumanism is actually building an interface between human body and computer via microwave wave patterns. This is what this technology, this science is all about. So this was kind of the the outer uh, way, the access to the topic. Um, the main thing that actually um, brought me forward in this type of research was that I'm also a spiritual being. I do have my self-perception and I spend a lot of time and effort to sense, understand, monitor, and heal the consciousness patterns within myself. So if if you do that, if you do a lot of meditation, uh, self-observation, take advantage on healing techniques that are available, um, it is possible to kind of start starting to reassemble a natural, healthy consciousness which means not being this setup of mind and emotion that constantly fight each other for dominance. But this is about developing heart heart consciousness, a unified consciousness that does not allow any contradictions between emotion and mind. So so this was kind of my, my personal path. And if you see actually the transhumanistic, technologies against the background of this opposite intention to, to come back, to go back to our original divine spiritual structure, things start to make a lot of sense. So this is not, not solely environmental monitoring science. It is the combination of um, field physics, scalar physics, quantum physics from the scientific part. As the language to understand consciousness, this is actually where I come from. Um, and especially from the quantum physics, this is what you need to understand when it comes to understanding how controlling consciousness, controlling the minds of people, can actually create artificial realities. You can't understand that from from a basic understanding of physics. you need to to actually have an idea, how the relationship between consciousness and the material plane is. So this is kind of my approach to, to things.
0: So consciousness, and I want to get into the heart and healing later on in the show tonight, Harold, but consciousness mm-hmm. in a simple way is being hijacked by these artificial synthetic systems of which we can find patents and publications, books even, that have been written uh, by people like Ray Kurzweil and others, where they talk about doing that exact thing, basically hijacking consciousness and trying to collectively upload the human experience into a controllable system that is that is um, monitored and can be patterned and can be controlled. Is that accurate in a simple way?
5: Um, yeah. In general, yes, but what what needs to be understood is there is not one consciousness. What we do have is what I call day consciousness. And day consciousness is the sum of identifications. So if I'm only identified with my mind and I have all my emotions blocked, I would regard myself as a psychopath. Psychopath then my consciousness is just my mental field. If I'm completely stupid, can't put any thoughts together in my brain, just function emotionally, um, then I'm more maybe animal-like plus instinctive behavior. Then the question is, with what am I identified? And what they hijack is actually only fragments of the entire setup what they can hijack is the mind our thoughts everything that is language based can be hijacked and what they can hijacked is the lower emotions and what I did not see till now is that somebody managed to hijack a heart it's simply not possible so um, This is kind of important to understand because it is about responsibility. As long as I can respond to the challenge in a way that I identify with something that they cannot hijack, I have an option. And I'm actually not in danger. Um, But if I don't understand actually the concept of, of what day consciousness is and that it lies in my responsibility to define and decide with what part of myself I identify, um, then we really face a problem that is not so easily solvable.
0: Why is it that there are people, human beings, and maybe they're, they're not so much human beings or they're influenced by something else? Why is it, do you think, psychologically or for any practical reason, would a group of individuals, individually or collectively, want to attempt to run the world in this way is it just about control to me it seems like it's about something much darker and perhaps even otherworldly but at least spiritual and part of the battle if you will between the forces of good and evil what do you think about that um
5: different answers for the past this entire tradition or the science of transhumanism is rooted and comes out of the black magic domain so if I think back into the past the answer is easy and clear this is not human thinking, this is not human planning, this is not human desire it is actually or, or it happened like it happened till today because humans were actually dealing their independence against power wealth sex joining black magic cults and once they opened their system to um, dark entities and invited them and identified with these entities these entities could work through them and unfold things and coordinate things in a way that is far beyond the human understanding of the purpose behind. If, if you see how, especially in, in transhumanism, the different um, ingredients that are necessary to have self-assembling nanobots in the human body. Um, they come from so many different sources that are actually in the production process controlled by so many different humans that it's it's close to impossible to um get that result with a with a, a centralized plan uh, not not within the human society um there is a plan and that plan runs back a couple of thousand years and everything fits together in a way that is incredibly intelligent and um if if you want if you're a re- religious person you could say this is actually the plan of satan if you're a, a scientific person you can go back to the biophysical roots of duality and say okay Um, We have two different collective consciousness uh, systems. On this planet, one is the Earth-type collective that carries the uh, biosphere or the blueprints for the biosphere, the instincts of uh, the animal kingdoms. And another one that came here with a meteorite swarm and actually belonged to a deceased planet that is highly traumatized. And the combination of these two consciousness fields is what we experience as duality. This would be the scientific approach. And this entire agenda of creating these timelines and getting humanity under control is actually the attempt of this alien planetary consciousness known as Satan to take over at least some timelines this planet is producing to get a new home for his spirit like like somebody dies and jumps into his neighbor as an attaching spirit because he doesn't want to realize that he died so this is the, the broader concept there is no not much sense actually in what the single player does and it's not even important what all these um, single players think they're doing a chemtrail pilot will Maybe think he's saving the planet from, uh, um, from, from climate change. He has no clue that he's participating in a, in a black magic takeover of the biosphere. All right, Har- and uh, the only people who knew actually are the bloodlines. They have an idea of what they're doing.
0: Harold Kautz is our guest this evening. Harold, hold that thought. We'll come right back and allow you to finish that. And then I want to get into some other subjects that are some topical. Some things that I've been wanting to ask you for a while. Again, Harold Counts, he's speaking at FringeFest this weekend. TheFringeFest.com You can use the name Ryan for a discount on your ticket. It's like $10, $15. It'll be a good time to come out to FringeFest. TheFringeFest.com This is The Secret Teachings. Harold Counts, our guest this evening. More after this with Harold. Don't go anywhere right here on The Fringe FM.
2: to share information and your opinion or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash the secret teachings. Or our website, thesecretteachings.info.
4: If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at the secretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, Ryan, and yourself.
3: Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Calling all witches, warlocks, goblins, and ghouls. Join us for a two-day Halloween extravaganza featuring the biggest names in the paranormal universe. Friday, October the 30th and Saturday, October the 31st. Get your tickets before they sell out at thefringefest.com. That is thefringefest.com. Trick or truth, the choice is yours
0: you're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting.
3: May I have
0: the password, please? The Fringe FM.
3: That's right, sir.
2: That is the
3: password.
2: Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. A uh, phenomenal show, for phenomenal interview, phenomenal questions. And uh, I'd be willing to come back at at any time and uh, explore other topics for discussion. So thank you for having me on today. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
0: Gable, and this is the secret teachings on the fringe fm you can catch us five nights a week monday through friday at the same time each night check out our website at the for our archive and the montages including my books occult arcana and the technological elixir as well as food philosophy those books the montages the archive it's all there on the website and that's how you support the show if you enjoy this broadcast five nights a week Tonight, we are joined by Harold Kautz, all the way from Germany. Harold will be talking at our Fringe Fest event this coming weekend, and Harold is talking with us tonight. Is there anything else that you'd like to um, add or expand on relating to what you said about this alien planetary consciousness and uh, overtaking Earth, as you were describing in the last segment?
5: We can go deeper into that when we talk about Black goo because there you find the scientific proof for the concept.
0: Okay, so then let's do this. Um, Let me ask you a couple of topical questions, and then I'd like to get into that subject of black goo. And I think that these questions mm -hmm. might relate to that in some way as well. Uh, The first thing is two major things. The first thing is we've heard a lot this year in 2020 about RNA vaccinations and the altering of DNA and we've heard a lot about microchips, and many people have pointed this out. It's just kind of interesting in the United States, and I've seen this on social media. The Microsoft Corporation has a cryptocurrency system using body activity data, and the publication number for that is 060606. And if you go to the U.S. Congress's website, their House Resolution for Testing for COVID-19 Coming to your house and tracing everything you do is called H.R. 6666, and I wanted to get your take on why that specific number would be used in relationship to religious imagery and uh, theology. Why are they choosing that number? How does that play into this system? And where do the RNA vaccines and the tattoos that are digital and the microchips come into play? Is it all part of that same agenda?
5: uh they they are kind of like male dogs they need to piss everywhere
0: (laughs) they have to mark their territory
5: (laughs) yeah this is what they call the mark of the beast um i'm not exactly sure what their their reasoning behind this using the symbolisms is uh, some people say it's, they, they actually try, one, one of the core ideas of the black magic is uh, karma transfer. And uh, this normally does not work unless people buy into something like that. So if, if you want to do something bad to somebody and you, you get consent, then you don't do something bad. You just uh, serve the demand of the one who gave consent. So maybe this is a way they try to get us into consent because we know that 666 is the number of the beast. So whenever the, the, the mark of the beast is on something, then we accept dealing with their cult, with their culture, with their technologies, um so it could be karma related in a way. Yeah. That they mark everything um with their Kabbalistic numbers.
0: And if it were something like in advertising or marketing, they have things that they label with um words that imply something good, even if it's not good. And I I feel it's interesting that they would select the Microsoft Corporation um, those behind this House resolution in Congress and other things we've seen relating to this number, why they would choose something that the public, whether they're Christian or not, would obviously, it's overt, would see as something evil or se- something demonic or satanic or something out of out of the Bible. And I think that maybe plays, yes, to what you're saying, that it they know that at a subconscious level this has meaning, it speaks to people on a subconscious level, it frightens them, And in that frightened state, they turn to something or someone that they believe is going to protect them. And so they turn and give permission to the very thing that wants to hurt them. They give permission to that thing to do those things to them. Does that make sense?
5: It's possible. I can't really tell because I'm not frightened. Um, (laughs) Me me either. (laughs) Um, But a lot of people are, Harold. I can imagine that... Yes, I can imagine that it works that way, that you have a certain signature um, connected to the expression of these numbers um, that okay. do things on subconscious level. I know how it functions with language, like using language as a programming language for human behavior. This is kind of highly advanced and amazing how it works. Um with numbers, that might be a different layer of programming that I know many people went into understanding this and utilizing it, but I'm not, I'm not an expert in it. So,
1: Well, I
0: just, wanted um, to, I just wanted to get your take on that because whether it's microchips or it's artificial intelligence, I saw this article. I don't think we ever talked about it. Maybe we did. It was from MIT Technology Review, and I think it was 2016 or 17. And they were talking about the introduction of artificial intelligence and quantum computers. And they chose a very interesting image to go along with the article from MIT. It was a black cube. And, of course, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the black cube from the Borg and Star Trek to the Kaaba to the Teflon worn by Jews to uh, a number of other things relating to Saturn. Um, it's part of our legal system with the hats and the, the robes, the black But there's also something else I saw. IBM has a new computer called the System One IBM Q computer. And this is structured inside of what effectively is a black cube as well. So the Mm -hmm. MIT story, the IBM story, all the religious iconography, corporate logos, science fiction, they're all using this black cube and it all relates in some way to black goo Tell us about that. What exactly is black goo? What does this black cube mean and why is it being used for the technocratic takeover, it would seem, of the human race or at least our, our physical world that we have manifested in front of us?
5: Um, the only really straight connection between the cube and the black goo I heard of is a black cube from Pharaoh times in Egypt Dieter Breuer's had a quite interesting uh, uh, encounter with this black cube, with uh, telepathic communication, with the consciousness within. Um, This is kind of where it's one-to-one related. In in general, when you ask about black goo, the first thing that that needs to be understood is that black goo in general is or, or can be defined as the brain liquid of a planet. We we all know that consciousness has a collective aspect. Birds, animals from birth know exactly know how to behave, and this is not coming from the genetics. This is coming maybe via the genetics. It is coming from a field source that gives knowledge. We we know this in personal experience from how it learns to uh, how it feels to learn a language that the language is in the field. It is somewhere in the collective, and we just tune into the experience of being able to use a language. But the language is out there. So all these aspects that are collective, the blueprints of life forms and the spiritual um, template beings are running on, this is all stored in a liquid that actually is part of um crude oil it appears in crude oil it up concentrates um and um basically when it's up concentrated it's what people call sentient oil it has the ability to move intelligently to form shapes and when humans get into contact to Earth-type black like goo, they have an encounter with Mother Earth, with Gaia. This is what can be known from just understanding the substance as what it is. And we have many, many, many encounters on this planet. We have the uh, Deepwater Horizon oil spill where this oil was in play. I know from huge lakes in Iran where they have non-refinable oil um, that they just need to pump somewhere, and people, when they stand next to these big lakes, um, they have these sorts of communications. So this is quite... um, um, And there's nothing... um, It is a bit fringe to to go into these concept of collective consciousness, but it's not creepy. Uh, The consciousness within this Earth-type black goo is just the spirit of our loving, caring, highly intelligent, uh, beautiful planet. Um, And then we have something else that appeared throughout history on all continents. And this is some sort of meteorite shower. That came down about twenty thousand six hundred fifty years ago, um, with fragments coming down really on all five continents. And it is a black stone in these meteorites that is soaked with another black goo. Um, it's a little bit different from the earth type type black goo it has on on field level um, it includes gravomagnetic aspects that our planet does in a different form so it looks like a, either a different or a technically upgraded form of um a carrier of a collective consciousness so so it's foreign and
0: it's foreign not from planet earth and it came yes, here a long yes, time ago yes it's
5: definitely meteorite related it okay, came down okay. from the sky. It is alien. Um, we have you just when when you, when you visit one of the impact craters, you can see the way um, a stone melts, cools down again, and breaks into bits and pieces when it cools down. This is a one hundred percent identifier for meteorite sites. So this definitely comes from outer space. Um, and what we have on the on the um, aspect of how did it get influence on human culture, what you have in early times is all sorts of tribes getting in contact with this black material, having telepathic communication with it, and the material did always exactly the same thing. It started to demand blood and fire sacrifice. And it doesn't matter where you go, whether you take the um, early Stone Age cultures that were still matriarchalic, whether you go to Inca Maya, whether you go to the Middle East, it is always about fire and blood sacrifice. And this has a reason. Uh, This consciousness in the meteorites is highly traumatized and it has no contact to the divine sphere. It cannot pull energy from source. So it depends on actually uh, getting access to life force in a parasitic way. And there's nothing that basically sets free more energy than death. So th- this is why all these sacrifice cults started to emerge um, um, wherever these contacts were. And of course, um, uh, at the beginnings, it was sacrificing animals. And later, when you basically look into the evolving black magic uh, culture, it started to be about human sacrifice.
0: Why is it that we see this black goo all throughout entertainment? I know some listeners might have heard of black goo. They might know who you are, Harold, and they're, they're at least aware of it. Other people have never seen it. Maybe they go look it up. And there are a, a lot of um, reference points in movies, in television shows, even in comic books. Of course, a lot of what you're describing, it's very similar to um, Spider-Man and to Venom. This black gooey substance comes to Earth and it's symbiote, right? So if it was just one movie, you could say, oh, well, you know, we got that idea from a movie or something. But it's like... Rampant in Hollywood, it's rampant in the entertainment industry. Why are they so hell bent on putting this in everything, from yeah, music that, videos to comic books?
5: The best example, really worth looking at, is the first Final Fantasy movie. This is the whole story, including including the meteorite aspect and I saw that as a kid. way.
0: Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I w- this I was just is saying.
5: amazing. Um, the the core reason why this is in media is a big misunderstanding on what creativity is Um, a fully developed heart consciousness knows it doesn't need to make research, it doesn't need to uh, gather data and put together jigsaw puzzles to understand it just dives into itself and it knows, it knows Mm -hmm. the truth it can test It can say something and immediately feel whether this is coherent or non-coherent. This is standard nature of a healthy human. And in some people, there is a tiny little leftover of this ability to actually access the truth through the heart chakra. And this is what we call creativity. And these bastards made us believe that this has something to do with fantasy, with inventing things. This is not the case. People who are creative, who really are creative, who really pull pictures, storylines, ideas, um, sounds, music, things from inspiration, from creativity, they actually pull these things from truth. And therefore, these things as displayed are not always exactly like in reality, uh, but they display reality either in a, in a symbolic way or in a slightly distorted way. There's a beautiful story built around it to give a space for the pictures to work. But this is the, the basic concept. Everybody, everybody can, Everyone can reach this state of, of being able to, to access the inner truth. And artists found a way to do so. So this is why these things pop up.
0: It's That's For me, the main reason. It's so prolific. At first, I noticed it here or there. And then I started to notice it literally virtually everywhere I looked. And it all has a very, it has a very depressing um, feeling of just being pulled down to something rather than being elevated. Yes, with with beautiful music or a a wonderful story or something like that. Um, like for example, I, I've done a lot of uh, investigation, let's call it, or I've done a lot of radio shows, popular radio shows on that singer, Billie Eilish, and I noticed in her music, both from the lyrics, the imagery. And um, the way that it was shot with the lighting, it all implies trauma and abuse. It implies making deals with the devil. In some songs, she actually outright says that. And she plays this character in one of her songs where she's literally Lucifer falling down from heaven. And when she does that in the song, it's called "All uh, All the Good Girls Go to Hell. And she falls into a puddle of black goo in the song. So this is continually brought mm-hmm. up in the music industry, and I watch it, Harold, and I talk to other people who watch it, and they might not be aware of what you're saying or what I talk about on this show, but they tell me the same thing. They say, there's something wrong. I can't put my finger on it, but I can't watch that or listen to it. There's something that's just not right about it. So people can feel that, even if they're not aware of the symbolism mm-hmm. or what it means.
5: Um, yes, of course. Parts of the black magic community are aware of these things and intentionally display them. Um, definitely, it's not all um, creativity. Um,
0: How do they? Well, let me ask. Let me ask you a question. A friend of mine asks me all the time. My, my good friend Jack asks me this. He says, "How can a a loving, creative force allow for children and others to be traumatized and abused and kept as?" whether sex slaves or slaves of the industry, the music industry, how can a loving God or a loving creator allow for this to happen? If we have free will, how do these people express their free will if they're essentially slaves? Do you have an answer for that question?
5: It's not scientific. I hope that doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, it,
0: it shouldn't matter.
5: It's it's not it's not it's not my reasoning, but I can easily follow it. It's from, from Arn Arlingham, Zingdat, that, Zingdat.com,
0: mm-hmm.
5: whoever wants to look into that. And he says that actually source is what we call God is in the void. And if an entity is in the void, it starts to relate to itself. It starts to Um, fill the emptiness within with stories to not be bored, to not be sucked in by the void outside of him so uh, whatever this entity thinks is real forms reality, so actually on this highly creative level of uh, higher dimensional consciousness, which goes to, to 8D when you think about Source. Um, thinking a thought is the same as manifesting reality. And um, let's say Source couldn't help it, but asking himself the question, what would it be if we would not know that I am one? Or if I would not know that I am one. So he created the many in his fantasy by uh, experiencing uh, this question and another question that uh, can be asked. And every question that can be asked is asked at a certain point. What would it feel like if we would be completely separated from source? And this point of complete separation Losing the knowledge, not having the experience of being able to at any second of our lifetime uh, uh, root back into source and feel that we are part of the one. This is a question that had been asked. And our life is the answer to that. Our lives is the answer to what, how, how. How does it feel like not to know that we are just a divine thought? And um, this is kind of quite comforting in a way. It's easy to digest because um, um, it's just a question that needs an answer. And then it's okay again. And this is when, when, when we go down to to our own spiritual experience, as when, when, when people regain their memory of former lifetimes, which is part of awake an awakening heart. Um, it's actually always a very similar structure that, um, based on fear, the spirit starts losing itself in separation to a deepest point where a decision is made to return to oneness. And from there on, instead of traumatization and splitting and self-destruction and diving deeper into the experience of separation uh, that is driven by fear, the opposite motion comes in that driven by love, we reassemble ourselves and return to oneness. And the entire motion pattern gives a journey with a purpose. And the purpose is to experience something because we are part of the one. And the one asks himself the question, how would it feel like? And this is self-service, divine service, this is just okay. Um, Now, if you ask, why is it so cruel to be here? And this is also easy to answer. It is extremely cruel because we are in opposition to the concept of being an emotional being. If you look into the kingdom of animals, they are also emotional beings, extremely emotional. And whatever happens to them, whether it's joy, fear, pain... Um, they just take it as what it is. They take it just as one color out of the rainbow and go through it without questioning whether they deserve it, without questioning whether this is good or bad. Um, They just take it as given and go through it. And when you look at them, when you feel into them, there's an overall appreciation of... uh, basically having this gift of being a divine being.
0: Of experience. And we dropped that. An appreciation of experience, uh, whether negative or positive. Yes.
5: yes. Uh, there's no whether. There is no negative experience. There is no positive experience. This is a evaluation, and this is something humans do when they are mind-dominated.
0: That's how we try to Somebody categorize emotional, things. Well, that's our categorization yeah, yeah. of things,
5: somebody, right? Yeah, that's the satellite that gives us the names. <laughs> um, um, somebody who's just feeling, is just feeling, he will not be in opposition to what he feels. Even to go into deepest grief when you really let go from the mind is just a deep emotional experience that is what it is. And it brings a relief, and it's possible to concentrate on the relief that is brought and just go through it maneuvering on the point of deepest feeling. And then it's the quickest solution you can find. rather than when it comes
0: to rather than being consumed <laughs> by what we perceive as negative or positive, just to understand it as an experience much in the same way that the animals do as we perceive those animals to have experiences. I think that's a simple way of summing so. it up. Harold Counts, Yeah. yeah. Our guest this evening here on the Secret Teachings. Harold is going to be speaking at Fringe Fest this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Go to the fringefest.com. Use the name Ryan R Y A N to get your ticket discounted. I think it's fifteen percent off. It's like ten, fifteen dollars. It's a fun way to spend Halloween thefringefest.com our website www.thesecretteachings.info all the interviews we've done with Harold are in the archive on the website and if you'd like to contact us rdgable at yahoo.com more with Harold Kaltz after this on The Secret Teachings you're listening to The Fringe FM
2: Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
3: You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email r.d.gable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.TheSecretTeachings.info. You
0: could listen to this. And that show is now running all day Friday and all day Saturday on History Channel, which is really amazing. It's, I don't know if there's any other show on TV that's doing that right now,
1: so... I hate this channel.
0: Or you could listen to the secret teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history, symbolism, parapolitics, myth, and more. We don't have insiders or some Galactic Confederation ambassador, but we do have books, memories, critical thinking skills, and an ability to recognize patterns. And we also know a little bit about a lot. But don't take my word for it.
3: I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a
0: generalist. Find the fringe.fm Monday through Friday for new episodes of the Secret Teachings, or check out TalkStream Live in the Paranormal Radio app. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive, so that you can listen, stream, and download every episode after it airs. Subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books. www.thesecretteachings.info and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. Don't settle for less. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence,
1: David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel.
0: Are you ready to explore the unknown and the secret teachings? Do you have everything you need?
3: I've got my secret socks on, and my secret TV, and my secret TV channel.
0: SpongeBob sounds ready. Are you?
3: the fringe FM
4: do you like the secret teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult then check out Ryan's books available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States for a practical balanced and unique look at the food industry vaccinations The Theories of Disease, and Geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils from ritual magic to voodoo and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info.
3: What happens when you bring the Fringe FM together with the world's leading paranormal experts and influencers? What if no topic was off the table, including paranormal events, conspiracy theory, witchcraft, psychic abilities, astrology, ufology, and more? And what would happen if you broadcast this event in crystal clear video live around the world, allowing viewers to interact with their favorite presenters? You would have created the monster that is the Fringe Fest 2020. Two nights only, Friday, October 30th and Saturday, October 31st. Go to thefringefest.com. For more info, get your tickets today at thefringefest.com. That is thefringefest.com. Trick or truth. It's up to you. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where happiness is an illusion. Here, where the past, present, and future all co- coexist on the same timeline. Welcome. To a future where our true reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it
2: enlightening. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, where the normal and paranormal collide. It's the Fringe FM.
4: But, no, I really appreciate being on your show, and you ask great questions and have a dialogue, and not every show does that. This is Linda Godfrey, author of Monsters Among Us. My website is lindagodfrey.com, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
3: This is John B. Wells of Caravan to Midnight, which you can find at caravantomidnight.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings.
0: Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com, that's rdgable at yahoo.com. Social media, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, and our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. This weekend is Fringe Fest 2020. I keep repeating it over and over again because we're trying to get a lot of people to come out to Fringe Fest, listen to some of the great speakers we have from Clyde Lewis to Jordan Maxwell. Jared Murphy will be out at Fringe Fest. We also have Harold Kautz, who's on the show with us tonight. He's been on the show with us in the past. We've talked about a lot of stuff with Harold over the years from artificial intelligence to neural dust to black goo. And in the last segment, Harold was talking about something that really does, I think, despite the perception of the negativity, does make you feel better once you process and consider the idea that there really aren't negative or positive experiences. There just is experience. And we either choose to take that experience and grow from it, Harold? Or we allow it to consume us and we fold and sink into that dark abyss. Is that accurate? I
5: don't know if it's a dark abyss from from the other end that we have the possibility to basically learn and prosper. Of course, yes. This is what I would, would advise on. Um but this this is the beauty about being non-judgmental if somebody wants to make an experience, apparently source wants to make that experience, and uh, I'm not going to stand in the way. So if people just want to be sucked up by the computer games and become part of a big computer game, and find that to make the experience of completely losing connection to the divine, uh, of completely being basically, um, Embedded in a binary uh, pattern of, of automatized responses um, as life, and not having the ability to have any divine impulse cutting through and uh, taking over decisions. If, if souls want to make this experience, Apparently, this reality is made for exactly this. And what, what also is important to understand is that we, we seem to have a, a quite special time right now um, where we do, do not need to fight over the one future of this planet. We seem to have a time where actually we already experience a timeline split within the astral realms so the spiritual world is already divided and we have some sort of superimposition on the material plane that everything still shares one material reality but if um, the sources we have and uh, the prophecies and the crop cycles and whatever is giving input on this and and of course the spiritual perceptions of the selves All right, then this is kind of just a temporary state and we will have um, probably three different timelines emerging of our now reality. And everyone can decide in what type of timeline he wants to spend his future, whether he wants to be other responsible, whether he wants to be self responsible, or whether he wants to, to be in unity consciousness, that actually completely stopped judging about something
0: so so if we're not uh, if we're not having judgment about something uh, trying to clarify this for all listeners and for myself in terms of not having judgment and taking responsibility um and you say you know essentially and i agree um i prefer to grow and to connect with divine but if there really aren't overt consequences per se maybe there are but if there aren't overt consequences for not doing that then what are the the benefits or are there not benefits and consequences what are the, the the negative effects of not doing that what are the benefits of doing it does that make sense what what is the purpose is it just the experience and we can't break it down to benefits and consequences or is it something that i'm not understanding
5: um, I can give you a personal example. Um, I'm at the moment kind of um, reaccessing memories of past lifetimes. Okay. And I've been har- having a hard time working on my darkest life. Um, where I did things that most of the people today would completely be judgmental about was a part of a bloodline, I did blood sacrifice, I molested children, I sliced babies, I did all the things that are as bad as it can get in the black magic realm. And um, I regained full memory of that. So I, I know how it feels like to be in this film, I know how it feels like to be so highly traumatized, that doing this feels right. Because I remember. Um, Now, if I meet somebody that is doing this today, and I went through my lifetime with all the clearing processes you can go, go through when you do past life work, and I found a way to find my peace with my past and uh, um, to go all the path of healing for myself, and find peace with the victims I left behind on the spiritual plane and the astral. Um, How could I judge a human that is today where I was ages before? It's impossible. What I can do is understanding I, what I can do is um, tell him I know how it feels to be where you are, and go into full compassion. Because because it's when we are within an experience, we always just look. This is kind of one of the qualities of duality. We always just look at one side of a coin. When we are basically with a day consciousness identified with a victim role, then we experience all the pain, all the bad things done to us. And when we are with a perpetrator in the moment when it happens, uh, we are the perpetrator and we don't feel the victims. So um, we don't get the full picture. Um, after the cycle, after one has been in darkness and come back this becomes different than actually it's more like the view from above like from from the author an author that is writing a story about a victim and a perpetrator he's got a different perspective he's writing the deed it is one thing the deed is not separated into victim and perpetrator perspective, it is a story that is solid, that is one thing. And this is where, coming back to this perspective, is possible when we regain full compassion, when we regain full compassion with the victim, when we've been the perpetrator, and also from the victim towards the perpetrator. Um With full compassion, it is just a story, and we can say this is how it feels when we completely lose the connection to Source, when we completely lose the connection to each other and can't feel each other anymore. When we can't feel each other anymore, then we do these things to each other. And this is a completely different perspective from there healing is possible and this is the quality of being non-judgmental if there's something that uh, somebody does it is what he does apparently he has on a deeper level the contracts with the other one per 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 is going nuts today <laughs> that is okay. taking part in <laughs> in 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 these games nothing happens without a contract on a on a deeper level on on in the in the in the real in the divine um we all agree to the experience we're going through and if you get an overview over many lifetimes you also can start to see how these things balance out
0: so non-judgmental so, uh, being non-judgmental allows us to better understand and better connect, and better heal.
5: Yes, yes. It opens the gate to the inspiration of healing. Um give you a simple example. I used to work as a salesman. I, I gave myself a promise. Uh, I was completely broke after finishing university, and I gave myself the promise, the next job that I get offered, I take it. Whether it's good or bad, I don't care. I need money. And it was <laughs> becoming a salesman, selling vacuum cleaners it was so cliche
0: it is very cliche i, I didn't know whether i should
5: <laughs> laugh or cry at that moment but i i just gave myself the promise i need that stupid money and i'm going to do that you know was it also do- learn
0: to be a little bit was it door to door was it also door to door yes that's very cliche yes, yes. yes. <laughs> i
5: tried I tried to sneak out and build a new branch that was selling things, these things to, to um, carpet shops and hotels, but it didn't work, because I didn't want to do the door-to-door thing. But I had to, at least during the learning period. So I went through that experience, and I realized I can't do it. And I took that decision that push marketing is something I just can't do. It's impossible. Um, and I stopped. I just dropped it, and it was okay that I dropped it, but it was good to go through the experience, and then at a <laughs> at a certain point, I get one of these phone calls of a guy trying to sell, to sell me an insurance, and I could feel that pressure in his voice, this feeling of being uncomfortable with push marketing, and I just told him, on the phone, I told him, um, I know how you feel. I did push marketing myself. And this guy burst out in tears. And I'm pretty sure he canceled his job next day.
0: So when we... Are- this is how... Go ahead, go ahead.
5: This, this is how experience can travel by by uh, inspiration. When When the experience is sitting on your end... And you really have the full picture of something. And you just share a number of words. You don't even need to, to, to type out the entire story. This is on the emotional plane. You just share the experience of having gone through a healing process. This healing path becomes accessible for the other one. But you need to be in the position that you lived through it yourself successfully. And then miracles can happen.
0: So if you haven't lived through it then, how can you make that same connection? Or can you not make that same connection, but can you make a similar one to help people?
5: You can live through it yourself. Not in, we don't need to live through everything. Everybody has got his topics. Everybody has got his life plan. And my advice is for everybody to start to live through the things that are on this life plan.
0: So then how do we, t- taking everything that you've said in the last uh, 10 minutes or so of this segment, and we've got a few minutes left and then a- another short break and then the final segment, Harold Kautz with us tonight on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and this is The Fringe FM. How do we take what you're saying now and apply it, and is it the answer to all the information about artificial intelligence and synthetic realities and virtual worlds and simulations and geoengineering and all of this. How, how do we apply it to that? Is it the answer out of all of that? Uh, is it something that we have to, in a, in a sense, embrace all those things that seem daunting? Can, can you make that comparison? Can you explain that a little bit?
5: If, if I look at, at a spiritual path, uh, it comes from the other responsible world where we are just victims suffering from all these bad things like AI and social engineering and chemtrailing. This is a realm where the other ones are the baddies, we are the goodies, and we suffer. And there's no solution. This is kind of the first step. Um, Then, at a certain point, it is possible to step into self-responsibility, which means, I say, The world I am living in is the world I am living in because I am who I am. I decide to change myself, and with me, the world around me will change. This is kind of the core understanding of how this reality functions. The outside is always a reflection of the inside, and I have at any point of my life the possibility to retake responsibility for my internal condition. And then it depends on on where do we stand to to understand or to to see what the next things to experience will be. Um, What for me was extremely helpful, I took drama as my guide and guard to make sure that I don't forget any topic that needs to be solved. Whenever drama entered my life, whenever there was something that, that touches me emotionally, when things bother me, when I got into struggle with somebody, when I realize I do something and I hurt somebody else by doing it, um, it was a wake-up call that I need to look into things. And uh, this is the quickest way to find my own topics when I just observe my life and check the resonance I have with other people. And whatever I discover, I never would give the fault to somebody else because then I I step back into the victim consciousness. I just ask myself, what does this this have to do with myself? Why do I experience this? What in me is in resonance or working as a mirror or working as a complementary mirror to what I, I perceive. These are the question I can ask myself. And when I find the answer, I just decide to bring this into healing within me. Whether it's fixing my behavior or whether it's realizing that there's a trauma in me that needs to be healed, whether it's a loss of a soul aspect, whether it's some topic related to former lives, it's possible to find the, the source, the story, and the quality um, of such an uh, thing. And then I just fix it by decision. This is the beautiful thing. Once the heart chakra is woken up, um, we regain sovereignty over our own system. And, for example, if I find a blockage of something, I just decide if it's, let's say, my anger is blocked. I can't feel and express anger because of whatever childhood things. Um, I just dive into my heart, center myself, and I say, I feel my anger. I feel my anger. And there it is. If you make this decision in the right spot, you can fix everything. It just needs this point of sovereignty.
0: So what what advice um, would you give to somebody listening who may have some personal issues that they're working through that they would like to resolve in a manner that you're explaining? Is it just to recognize first and foremost that it's an experience and that one needs to take responsibility and to recognize that it's not a fault of others, that there's something within oneself that needs fixed? Is that the simple way to explain it? How would you say To somebody who was asking that question how to take that first step
5: Um, it depends with whom you speak people who are still on in the diving mode kind of losing themselves more and more they need to come to the point where they make the one fundamental decision to return home and this is a very strong expression of a spirit This is a point where I tore myself into bits and pieces in complete desperation. And I just stated from the depth of my heart, I want to come home. I want to come home. I just, I was tired of losing myself. I was tired of not being able to feel myself, of not being able to feel the ones I love. I was tired of hurting people. Just... It needs some sort of desperation to get the strength into this decision. So if this is not done yet, maybe it needs a little bit more diving into darkness and a little bit more losing oneself because before this desire to return home wakes up. Uh, this is individual thing. I can't say where people are. Once you're on the way back home, once you made this decision, Um, It is really discovering that there is no other responsible person. There is no one you can blame for anything. The only thing you can do is actually ask the question, um, what is wrong with me? What did happen to me? What structure do I carry in me that the resonance, the reflection... The mirror the reality is giving me looks like it looks.
0: So it's a little bit like um, this, if, if you're returning home, Harold, it's it's kind of like the biblical story uh, or the parable of the two brothers or the prodigal son returning home and, and receiving um, all of that love and all of that compassion from the father. Is that, is that relatable to what you're saying?
5: Yes, love is the pulling force that leads you home.
0: All right, I'm Ryan Gable. In every deed. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Love is the pulling force that pulls you home. Harold counts with us on The Secret Teachings. There's more after this with Harold. Stay tuned right here to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. And don't forget, Harold is speaking at Fringe Fest this weekend. We'll talk to Harold a little bit at the end of the show about what he'll be discussing. TheFringeFest.com. Use the name Ryan, R Y A N. To get a discounted ticket, Ryan at the FringeFest.com. Our website, thesecretteachings.info. More with Harold Coutts after this. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
1: yeah, you're a proper pro. And I just want to thank you, Ryan, for having me on. I've heard a few of your shows and you go deep, brother. You go deeper than a deep sea diver in a shipwreck. So uh, been great to be a part of your show. You've got a tremendous amount of knowledge yourself. You've clearly put in the hours of research and I commend you for that. So I'm very happy to have been a part of your show today. Thanks again for the invitation. This is Mark Devlin, author of Musical Truth, Volumes 1 and 2. MusicalTruthBook.com online. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. You could listen to this.
0: And that show is now running all day Friday and all day Saturday on History Channel, which is really amazing. I don't know if there's any other show on TV that's doing that right now, so.
1: I hate this channel.
0: Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history symbolism, parapolitics, myth, and more. We don't have insiders or some galactic confederation ambassador, but we do have books, memories, critical thinking skills, and an ability to recognize patterns. And we also know a little bit about a lot. But don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like
3: you. I'm a last of a dying breed a generalist.
0: Find TheFringe.fm Monday through Friday for new episodes of The Secret Teachings or check out TalkStream Live in the Paranormal Radio app. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive so that you can listen, stream, and download every episode after it airs. Subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books, www.thesecretteachings.info and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. Don't settle for less.
1: And again, you know, people say David has no evidence, David has no evidence, but...
0: I hate
2: this channel. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. <laughs> and then they, can the Democrats. Well, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same
3: guy. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and I host live talk here on The Fringe FM. If you're sick of hearing about COVID-19, I invite you to listen to my show, 7 p.m. Pacific, Tuesday nights, for a COVID-free zone. We will not be talking about the C word. We discuss news, society, and culture, but not COVID-19. Go listen to the other fear mongers if you want to hear that nonsense.
2: Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM.
0: So perception is the key, psychological warfare is the technique, and the heart yeah. is the solution. Hot perception will change everything
2: did you buy alexa no i don't know why people would voluntarily bug your own house (laughs) like do you think you're the only one listening in on that you never saw weird science how creepy these nerds are all these cameras on your phone all of that the people go on ancestry.com why would you send your saliva into the internet why don't you just go to the illuminati and help them build your robot replacement (laughs)
4: All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info.
2: This is Jess Rogie with The Rogie Report News, and you're listening to The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. The truth is out there, and so are we. I've got one that can
3: see. Calling all witches, warlocks, goblins, and ghouls. Join us for a two-day Halloween extravaganza featuring the biggest names in the paranormal universe. Friday, October the 30th, and Saturday, October the 31st. Get your tickets before they sell out at thefringefest.com. That is thefringefest.com. Trick or truth, the choice is yours.
0: Do you have everything you need to explore the secret teachings? I've
3: got my secret...
0: Looks like Spongebob's ready. Are you?
3: Howdy. This is Joe Mars, the New York Times bestselling author of Crossfire, Rule by Secrecy, Rise of the Fourth Reich, and my latest one, Our Occulted History. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings.
0: You're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret Teachings, And you can find our archive, montages, my books, top news, and more, all of it at www.thesecretteachings.info. I also want to direct you to thefringefest.com. This is our final push for the fringe fest this week. We had Karen Dahlman on the broadcast last night. We have Herod Counts on tonight, both of them speaking at Fringe Fest. Two people not speaking at Fringe Fest, Don and David, who wrote What Really Makes You Ill? We'll have them on the show tomorrow night. It's always a great conversation with the two of them. All of our shows are in the archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you missed anything, the replays air on the Fringe FM throughout the day. That's the Fringe FM where we have the new applications for Google phones and for Apple phones or maybe not Google phones. I don't really know much about phones, but it's uh, the Android phones, right? The Google Play Store or something like that. We've got the new apps out if you have a phone and want to download the app to listen to the network. That way, the old app is gone. So that's the FM for the network and the applications on your application store for the Fringe FM. Harold counts our guest this evening. And one of the things I was thinking about during break, Harold, is I've been through and tore myself apart, like you said that you have in the last segment. And uh, even up until recently, uh, I've kind of gone back and forth between filling uh, to feeling as if I was suicidal and then feeling days of almost feeling nothing. And and I get to this point where I don't really feel negative or positive. I just feel. It's like a tranquil, peaceful state. And when I try to explain that to someone, you know, if I'm not bursting with overt joy and dancing around and laughing and smiling, they think that I'm depressed. And I have to explain that to a lot of people. I I tell them I'm not really I'm not depressed and I'm not angry. I'm not really happy. I'm just kind of here. And it's not a depressing thing. It's, to me, it feels like a positive thing. It's tranquil. Do you have any comments on that? I'm not delusional, am I? I feel tranquil.
5: No, it's a beautiful state.
0: You've reached that yourself to some extent?
5: I I would say I I don't exactly know what you've been going through but yes I know that I'm perceived that way by others
0: so you kind of perceived like you're not really into it but you're trying to formulate a, a tranquil balanced state of existence
5: it's yeah it's it's like weird we we are in the in the beginning of community building in my village and all sorts of people who got to know me and started to like me and moved in. And uh, they all have problems with each other. Like the, one can't stand the other and then they start to fight and judge and do this and that. And I, I get along with everyone and I don't care. It's not that I don't care what they do. I just observe what they do and they do what they do. And where they are, they are. So it's it's not my decision what they should do. They need to know what they do because they want to make this experience. So where am I to step in? And I'm in, in complete peace with whatever happens in between them. Um, the only thing I that, that does not really work out is if somebody decides not to proceed growing. If somebody decides to just get stuck and stick to whatever destructive pattern he's living, then I kind of lose interest in communicating because the decision was made. I cannot take influence anymore, so it, it feels like a waste of time to present something that is different to somebody that does not want to make a difference for himself.
0: I know that feeling, yes.
5: And that, yeah, then these people just disappear from from my daily encounters um, because the resonance is not there. The other ones, I, I don't, I don't have the feeling to pressure them to do something. They just go their their way. If they want to have input, inspiration, talks, whatever, we can do that. It's fine. Um, but if they don't make steps i'm not ju- judgmental what what i really appreciate is actually the the core decision of a soul i want to grow i want to heal and i'm taking the steps as quick as i can and then and it doesn't make a difference where this human stands the only thing i can say is i'm on the side of those who want to come home i'm on the side of those who want to wake up dealing with people who still want to dive deeper is a waste of time and i don't feel a resonance towards them
0: i've never but that's not judgmental no it's not judgmental and i'm I, i was just cutting in to say that i've never i mean i'm obviously not going through the same thing that you are or what my listeners are but that's the same feeling that that i've had where i there's no connection energetically it's not that I, I hate somebody else it's just that I have no connection so I move on to someone that I have a better connection with and that's not a judgmental thing that is um, you I guess you could say in a sense it's a matter of preference but really it's a matter of energy I think at least that's the feeling that I get it's mm-hmm. a matter of energetic connection if you don't feel it it's not there
5: yes yes and w- when we talk about splitting timelines um, it's actually a good idea to be in motion and make sure that only things that are of the quality of the density I want to end up in is around me
0: right right
5: um we We had like like funny and difficult decisions to make like when I look back at at um Earlier times, um, normally it was like like I, I was a problem-solving machine. Problems appeared in the vicinity of myself, and I jumped on them, and uh, like a pit bull, just biting into the problem until it was dissolved. And um, that was kind of my mode of doing things for for many many years. And um, at a certain point, I realized if I, I play the pit bull for a problem that definitely belongs to a timeline I don't want to be in, the only thing I make sure is no, no matter if I find a solution or if I don't find a solution to that problem, uh, I bind myself to that timeline. And from there on, I had to make decisions to let go from topics to say uh, this is not within my resonance. I can feel that I, whatever grew beyond this topic. Um, Let's take as an example, um, demonstrations. Going going on the street and uh, proclaiming that the politics are mad and the politicians are evil, is an act that is typical for people that live an other responsible life. They want somebody else to fix things for them. Um, If I somehow engage with the political process of, shall we vote this one or shall we vote the other one? um, I bind myself into a universe that is ruled by people. Because I give my energy to a system, to a political system that um, actually is built out of… Um,
0: You're submitting to it.
5: Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm submitting and whoever wins, I'm still in a political system.
0: <laughs> right, yes, exactly. So if, if,
5: Yeah, if if, if I want to be in a really free world that has no rulership of man over man, that is just organized by mutual love and everybody is sharing uh, the most precious presence you can create with the others for free, this is my vision of my future. Um, I have my gifts and I want to share my gifts with others for free. And uh, according to the law of resonance, others will share their gifts with me for free. And I want to make my life in that way. And this is what I want to do. And it already functions here. It's a miracle.
0: It looks
5: like a miracle. It feels like a miracle. It 100% works. I have no regular income. Um, I'm not part of the system anymore. And things work out in absolute miraculous ways. If I do something that counteracts that, let's take an example. Due to circumstances, I bought a second house. This is one house more than I need to live in myself. I bought it for a friend because he couldn't. This friendship is dissolved in a way and another friend is living in it. And it really was a bargain. And in between, I had this thought of, okay, this is going to be my income when I'm old. You know, like like some money supply when I'm too old to work and earn, right. earn money. And kind of giving way to this thought of, I keep a house as security for later days. I realized this is going to manifest a reality where I will be depending on money that I enforce by renting out a house. And I realized, no, this is not how I want to live. I don't want to be the one who exploits the labor of somebody else just because he's owning something. I already discovered for now that according to Law of Resonance, if I need money, money comes from somewhere in a magic way. And I don't need to force the money to go a certain way. I can just trust that it comes from somewhere and it proved to be working. So why should I even think into a direction of security?
0: You know, Harold, so so this is, hmm? well, I was going to say, that's really interesting. I think for some reason, I think maybe we had a brief discussion on this on another show, but I've come to that same realization too. I've always had very little because I've lived very minimally. And I noticed that when I go and I spend money that I've made, whether through radio or a part-time job, like more money comes in when I when I spend that savings, not on f- uh, you know frugalist things, but something that I, I need per se, like food, let's say, because I'm not growing my own food. And then when I save it, and I think, okay, I'm saving it, I'm doing a, I'm doing really good, and I need to save more, save more. Suddenly things get like very restricted, like things constrict even more. And I then I realize again, okay, mm-hmm. if I go spend this more money comes in. And, and as I've noticed that, um, particularly through radio, I sit down five nights a week and I have an intention to entertain, but also to help people and to point things out that I think are interesting to learn and to think about. And I do it in a very, my, 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 my intention at least is to do it in a way that is very human and very connecting. And since I've started doing that, the The money that comes in through radio through subscriptions and a handful of people that donate and it's not a lot of money it's honestly less than like seven eight hundred dollars a month, but it's virtually exactly what I need to live and so as I've put my energy into into a i guess you could say a higher a higher source a higher plane it, it does exactly what you're experiencing. it just comes when you need it, and that's it. So I've experienced the exact same thing in a different way than you have. I, I that's incredible.
5: It is, it is. And and we create our future by these little tiny decisions. And also, also the, the emotional background is important. Mm-hmm. I I'm it's not, not so much about spending on my end. It's about giving away for free. We've been supporting people that just came to our place and lived here because uh, their lives collapsed.
0: Y- your, your we village, over at, your had, village in Germany.
5: Yes, yes, and we just shared what we had and uh, didn't ask about uh, anything coming in return or not. It was not not a topic. You know, you you share what you have to share, and this is natural. And the problem at a certain point with some people was that they could not relate to this form of abundance. And they started to take in greed and couldn't be thankful in a natural way. And if you give somebody that is greedy and takes too quick, too harsh, too aggressive, um and then hides away because he he can't look into your eyes and say thank you from his heart. Then it's spoiling the joy of giving. And if if you don't give with joy, nothing comes back. That was my last lesson on uh, abundance, uh, that it's not just about taking in and giving out, what you have to share, that um, the joy of giving is an absolutely crucial um, um, component because if this joy is not reflected back by the universe, people will not give.
0: Okay, so Harold, I, I, I would like to go into more detail about all of this and continue to talk and maybe even get back into things like black goo perhaps, but we're about out of time. So in the last few minutes here, I'd like for you to take that time and if you have anything new that you would like to share with our audience. And you could also tell us a little bit about what you'll be discussing in your hour presentation for the Fringe Fest coming up this weekend.
5: I guess there will be a lot of people new to the topic. So um, I should rather make an overview and uh, kind of tempt people into looking deeper.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good idea. H- have you learned anything the thing new recently? That, that-
5: I've I've been dealing a lot with um, zingdat.com in the last month because he's got extremely effective self-healing techniques and protocols and tutorials, um, especially when when it, it's about past life experience and uh, regathering the soul substance that is spread over space and time. Um, Just as a preparation of of going into into unity consciousness. This is what I intend to do, at least. This is how it feels now. What really made a big difference when when looking at things, and this is kind of my latest discovery, is that um, the timeline split, the event everybody is talking about, Um, That is mm, the the most trustworthy date I got till now was uh, kind of 12th of February, 2027, when actually the timelines completely split. But the time we have now is in this quality of superimposition. And this is the thing I needed to retrain myself in when I, when I uh, observe and analyze realities I collide with. Um, before, it was just the attempt to get one coherent view of the world. And with this idea in the background that we already start to split and that we already start to have multiple realities, at least... Definitely in the astral, um, it, it is necessary to, to have a completely different approach to things. For example, let's take the entire black goo, black magic, archon story that was so a core topic for myself over a couple of years. Um, in my, in my um, own perspective, all these things have been solved. Satan has been taken out of this sphere. The black goo was reharmonized and reconquered by Mother Earth. Um, the, th- th- um, uh, the all-seeing eye died. Uh, the cabal the black magic uh, uh, traditional families broke apart and just waste their energy to fight each other now. So everything was developing in a beautiful way. And I didn't see an archon in any of my personal encounters anymore. And uh, um, the black goo that was in my area that I had in the lab was completely handsome and beautiful, um, like earth-type black goo. So everything kind of solved in a most beautiful way. But recently I heard stories That sounded realistic of people who still suffer with the same shit I used to suffer from, that still have Morgellon infections with spider demons. Uh, these type of archons, uh, still have black goo zipping out of their feet and strange spiritual and, and encounters. And, when you and,
0: say Morgellons disease, and, that Morgellons disease and, and the you said spider demons, that sounds funny, but that's something that you guys, where you looked at something that was remote viewed and they attach to DNA, right? I remember you explaining that a long time ago, something to that effect.
5: Uh, it, it, it was about medical research on the Morgellons dis- uh, um, disease where we realized that all patients have the same perception of uh, etheric spider beings. That crawl through their body, mm-hmm. not not material, not not biological, but just etheric. Etheric, okay. And uh, we could find a scientific explanation to this by secondary genetic clusters utilized by the Morgellon fungus when he was building his fruiting bodies, so that you had basically a mushroom that carried the form and the spirit of a demon growing inside the patient. And then when the mushroom basically died and went off through the intestines or came out of the skin, the etheric entity detached and jumped and continued to live on human DNA inside the body. Hmm. So that was the scientific research, and it all looked solved. It all looked as if this is not part of my reality anymore. And in recent days, I found out that other people who are in deep victim consciousness still experience all those things. And uh, this is kind of the learning process that seems to be good to go through at the moment is to, to understand and perceive reality as this a superimposition of different timelines and that I can accept that in my timeline um, Satan belongs to the past. I'm out of duality. My resonance is with people who go to unity consciousness as well.
0: Well, I think that's as good, as good of a place as any to stop because we're just out about, about out of time, Harold. But if you have any final comments, yep. go ahead. 30 seconds or so.
5: Yeah, that's that's basically it. The, the understanding that, that we are not definitely in a coherent world anymore, but that we can make our decision with what reality and with what quality of reality we do want to resonate.
0: Do you have a website for listeners to go to?
5: Uh, yes I've got one it's aquarius-technologies.de there's my medical research on the paper publications starting with the chemtrails and going to Morgellons, going to transhumanistic research um, that's, that is the one I can recommend at the moment and who wants to go into the lectures I've got Loads of YouTubes online done by other people, not my own channel, just uh, from conferences and uh, recorded talks on YouTube. Just put in my name, maybe for the older ones with the uh, Counts minus Vela, when I still had from the marriage of the name. Um, there's lots of more detailed information in those YouTubes.
0: I've shared some of those YouTubes, Harold Counts, H-A-R-A-L-D. Kautz, K A U T Z. Harold Kautz. Harold, thanks for joining us on the show tonight, my friend.
5: Well, a pleasure, as always.
0: All right, you have a good night there in Germany. We'll have a good night here in the United States. Wherever you might be listening, I hope that you have a good night, a good morning, whenever you might be listening. Harold will be speaking at Fringe Fest this weekend, thefringefest.com. Use Ryan, R Y A N, to get a discount on your ticket to Fringe Fest. It's very cheap, something fun to do for Halloween. This is The Secret Teachings. I am Ryan Gable, your host. We're with you five nights a week here on The Fringe. Tomorrow night, Don and David, authors of What Really Makes You Ill, will be joining us on the broadcast. So stay tuned for that. Stay safe, stay informed as always. And we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. If you have anything that you'd like to share with us, email rdgable at yahoo.com. And if you want to support the show, subscribe to The Archive or purchase a book, or do both at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can find the archive and the books, www.thesecretteachings.info.